you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Is it true that on his birthday, Andy Reid ate three birthday cakes by himself? I want to say it is probably true. It is true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He spent 14 years in Philadelphia. In one year, it's probably possible. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I cannot confirm the veracity of that story that you just heard from Deshaun Jackson. I don't even know that Deshaun Jackson knows ultimately if Andy Reid ate that cake. However, he is having his cake and eating it too, whatever that means. He's a Super Bowl champion. Congratulations to him, all the Kansas City Chiefs. They're gaggles of fans and here to chop it up with us here on the DDFP today. It's Mitchell Schwartz's brother. And one of our very favorites, he, his uh, jersey hangs for all of time in our digital wall of fame in Studio 66. And by the way, before I introduce him, I didn't uh, say hello to everybody. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. There's Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. And over my left shoulder here um, on the big screen in Studio 66, the guy who I was just about to mention, and now I will, Jeff Schwartz. What's happening, fella? Muzzle tough. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to wear my Chiefs officially branded uh, Super Bowl champion shirt, but I figured that the the helmet was good enough. Wow, look at that. That was a that was a professional finger point. Yeah, yeah, it was as though the Chiefs helmet was perched on your finger. I wasn't talking about that though. That's your brother's uh, victory. I was talking about Oregon uh, having the best recruiting class in the Pac-12. Oh, thank <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what I I was confused. Oregon recruiting class or Super Bowl wasn't quite sure. But yeah, Oregon, 
Well, it's all very confusing for me because you're from Los Angeles, but you root for San Francisco teams, and now you're a Chiefs guy by virtue of being Mitchell's older brother. Tell us about it, fella. How great was it? How was, uh, first of all, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about, you know, now that the offseason is here, there are many important issues, what's next for the Chiefs in 2020 and beyond. But first, let's just get... Your first-person account, obviously, you can go and do that on The Athletic. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Um, You did that with Mitchell, and then you did a uh, post-Super Bowl episode. But uh, but let's kibitz about it here. Um, How was it with your – you were with your parents there? Yeah, so I was with my parents, with the Chiefs fans – uh, dude, the Chiefs fans, by the way, it was absolutely wild. I'm so happy for them. Sure. They waited 50 years for this. A lot of Chiefs fans have never seen them win a title. So we're with my parents. Um, and obviously, when they sacked Jimmy G, when it was they made it 24-20, and that was kind of the game, we went downstairs to try to get my dad. We eventually got him on the field to be with my brother. So I actually missed a touchdown. I didn't know they scored a touchdown until I looked mm-hmm. up at the score and saw the final score was 31 20 because we were running like down to get my dad on the field to see my brother after the game. So it was, um, it was a surreal experience, you know, just seeing uh, the chiefs fans, obviously the, you know, what they've been through. Also my brother, man, my brother, 140 pass snaps in, um, in the playoffs, one pressure. He played amazing. Andy Reid, like the joy on Andy Reid's face and you see the joy and just the, I think the relief of he finally got this mm-hmm. done uh, was marvelous to see. And obviously, all the players holding the trophy. And look, when it was 20 to 10, Pat throws that second interception. I thought the game was over. I, I just, I did not think the Niners were going to lose this game, especially with their offense being able to maybe run out the clock. So what a win for the Chiefs. Uh, they made all the plays in the playoffs. They did enough. I would not say that getting down by 10 plus in every playoff game is an actual recipe for success, but it worked for them. I want to get into that, uh, that weird, yeah. uh, kind of hard to fathom fourth quarter the way it kind of flowed and it felt surreal in the moment like wait what it was they were just (laughs) down 10 points now it's 31 to 20 in the game um but first though you you make it sound like you you put the old man up on uh, your shoulders or something like you were you were carrying him um chicken fight style down to the field (laughs) i had to get him down to the field i can't see what's going on because i'm uh i'm taking yeah but my my dad to celebrate with my my dad's our biggest fan man i was hoping to it worked we got him on the field as you know mitch's wife was on the field his best mm-hmm. friends was able to make that it was it was awesome and it is the uh, best right it is the i've i've been down there on the field just after it's over and yeah. everybody's with their families and half the people are yeah. weeping and everything else it really is it something incredible. and then uh the post did you party wait did wild. you did you cry uh no i cried after they won the afc you did i i, I was because i was so emotionally worked up that it just was like exhausting i think um, no, I was just happy to see my brother. Like, I couldn't see him because, like I said, my dad was on the field. And I was waiting to see him after the game. We finally got to see him at the party. Dude, the party was wild. Why? Jeez. What happens so, at it? So Flo Rider was there. Then we actually missed most of his set. We caught a little bit of it. Then it was like an hour in between. And we kept, they kept previewing someone else. Who was wait, 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 wait. Stop, slow down for a second. Flo Rider is there to, to perform, yes. which means that the Chiefs booked him in – advance of this yeah, was so, he like was he ready to do that what would, would he have been the niners act okay, as well I'm glad, I'm glad you said this because this is my biggest question about the, the post-game party i said this to my wife when pitbull came on stage at 2 a.m i said to myself look pitbull? Like, yeah so i, I got to myself these guys 
obviously the parties happen no matter what. Like, like the Niners had a party, Chiefs had a party. Are they rented out by basically both organizations and whoever wins gets gets the performance? Because obviously if they lose, it's not going to be a great performance. No one's going to be as excited. I thought I, I was same question, Dave. We're on the same wavelength, man. I thought the same as like what, the losing one gets more like maudlin music or like Celine Dion comes out yes. and sings "My Heart Will Go it's On" or something. Just, everyone just sits depressed. Like what's some real depressing music? Like just some <laughs> elevated music. And they just have to sit there and wallow in their misery. If Leonard Cohen Leonard. were still around, maybe he would be good. Or Bonnie yeah. Vare could come out and do some uh, some poor poor Niners fans. They only had five people show up to the airport when they got back. Did you Is see that, that right? Video? No. Yeah, it's so so depressing. But yeah, the post game party. I also did not know that a funnel cake fry existed until that party. And I'll tell you, a funnel cake fry, very delicious. What do you mean? I, I mean, I love a funnel cake. What's it? What's it look like? You mean it's in the shape of the a fry. French fry? Yeah. Delicious. Oh my. Dude, it was out of this world. <laughs> that's what, like, that's what made the party a rager. Two forty-five a.m. End of Pitbull set. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go walk to see what they have in the back of this party. And there it was. Funnel cake fries. They had a bunch of food. I was just wasn't hungry. I was ready to party. I told my wife, if she ever came to Super Bowl, we'd party. We went to Lizzo, went to Chainsmokers. We obviously had the Chiefs postgame party. We got stuck in that, in that monsoon Friday night. We walked half a mile in the pouring monsoon rain to find an Uber. It was hilarious. I saw, you know what? Actually, I saw on your social media that yeah. uh, you put a picture of you and your wife up. She's a good sport. She seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. She almost a lot of people would be complaining quite a bit, but you two seemed like you were having a wonderful time. <laughs> complaining about uh, about what exactly? I Let me tell you something. I suspect that I would not really enjoy that party. That sounds like it wouldn't be my scene. Flo Rida and Pitbull, just too loud. I mean, what goes on at it? Why is it so fun? Why does everybody say it's the greatest party ever? Because everyone, every single person in there is as happy as they can be. There weren't a lot of players there. A lot of players end up going, I think, to, to like live or something. But, dude, it just was To awesome. where? Every single live. The club live. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I only saw like four or five players there. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot of players. But, like, everyone has waited all year long to do this, right? And their whole lives. It's everyone in there, right? The, all the support staff, all the friends and family – and everyone's just happy as can be, right? Because you know this. You've followed the league for long enough. Winning is the cure-all, right? Like, the mm-hmm. win- winning every single week is the only thing that makes everyone in the building happy. And you won the ultimate game. And they- there were court managers there for 30 years. I mean, the smiles on their face, how happy they were. I saw the, the Chiefs offensive line coach just standing in the back, like just permagrin on his face. I mean, just everything you put your work into culminated with that win, um, I, I thought Andy Reid would dance to Pitbull. He didn't do it. A little, little, little upset about that. But otherwise, um, what a night, man. It was fabulous. Did you guys do like uh, Lady in the Tramp with the funnel cake fry? <laughs> you and Andy Reid? I could see you two doing that. <laughs> this uh, is that the greatest been... night ever. <laughs> that would have been great. Andy Reid, though, was rocking the Lamar Hunt black blazer with the Chiefs logo on it. Pretty oh, fly. Nice. Yeah, like yeah. Hank Stram at, uh, yeah. at Super Bowl Four. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, well, and the old man was, uh, I imagine, uh, we did talk about it about three weeks ago that, um, that did Jeff Schwartz have any pangs of like, well, now Mitchell is the favorite son. Did, you, did, did that <laughs> cross your mind at some point? Now Mitchell has made the family prouder than I have. I mean, he's he's already a four-time All-Pro, right? And I, yeah. I mean, he's played like eight times the amount of snaps I play in the NFL. You no, know, look, I'm really happy for him. I'm I'm glad he won. 
there's really no jealousy, honestly. I know people ask me, and a lot of people have asked me, but would I have liked to win a ring? Sure. I, if I had a ring right now, it would be great for my career, my media career. would be great for a bunch of things. I didn't win a ring. It didn't happen. I mean, I, what am I going to do about it? Happy for Mitch. He deserves it. He worked his butt off. He played really, really well. It's what it is. Like, what am I going to – I'm not going to change it. It's not going to change my no, life. No, I, I, I like the little self-analysis there, Spaghetti. Did you catch that? What, what, what did you catch in there? What have I taught you when people start self-interviewing? It should be a red flag. He's like, do I wish I had won a ring? Yeah, I do. That's what we, of course he, I do. You just self-interviewed there. But when you do well, that, course, that – Of course I wish I won a <laughs> ring, but I did. I'm not jealous of my brother. I mean, I'm happy for him. It's great. Maybe they'll cut me like a, one of those Jostin – class rings that doesn't have all the diamonds in it and just send it my direction. I was wearing around town. Well, by the way, you also wore the chief uniform, so you've, you're tied in. Andy Reid's a pal of yours, so that's all. Yeah, You know, you're closer to it than most. I, I love Chiefs fans. They're great, but I don't need to be told that, like, I laid the foundation. I didn't do any of that. I didn't, I was there one year. We went, we went 11 and 5. Like, it was great. I had fun there. My brother didn't go there because of me. Like, just that's like the one thing I hate. Like, I, I didn't do anything. This this championship has nothing to do with me whatsoever, other than my brother looks like me and is a little smaller. That's it. Like, that's Maybe, it. but you know what though? I mean, let's try to make a case. I want I want you to f- leave this conversation feeling good about you. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe Andy Reid was like, you know what? I like that Jeff. Let's kick the tires on his younger brother. Maybe that's the math that went on. Uh, it's possible. Um, and obviously they did sign my brother. Uh, there were rumors that we heard afterwards that they tried to trade for my brother before they signed him, which I don't know if those confirmed or not. But they obviously liked him. And he fits Andy Reid great because my brother's so cerebral and he's so trustworthy. I think people – and I get this because I played. I was so hurt. But – you know, consistency is such a key in every position. And when you can, especially offensive line, we can put someone out there and, and know that this guy is not going to screw up. He might not be the best, which is my thing, right? Like I wasn't always the best, but I didn't screw up, right? I didn't have mental errors, wasn't getting beat all the time. You could put me out there. You could put Mitch out there every Sunday. You know you're getting his best. He's going to play every week. And that matters a lot to coaches. And obviously, uh, it was probably a big selling point for Mitch coming to Kansas City. Yeah, I get that completely, but he wasn't merely out there every Sunday. He was dominating, and especially yes. in January and uh, and through Super Bowl Sunday and against high-end competition. And um, did it cross your mind at any point during the game that if the Chiefs get back into this thing? I really did for a moment think, Maybe Mitchell could be the MVP. I, I know that's crazy, but I I I, I was starting to think because yeah. the pushback as we dive into the game now a little bit immediately after Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have been the MVP, and you think like yeah that really wasn't a vintage game by him. Yeah. But then you think about it, who else should have gotten it? Damian Williams didn't really make sense. No, no look, Pat Mahomes is the MVP for the playoffs. I think I feel like this was a playoff award, right? Like he played so well through the playoffs that he should get this award. Yeah, I mean, my brother was fabulous, and you could definitely make the case that he should be part of the award. I'll tell you what, Nick Bosa was as dominant as any player in that game. I mean, if you want to give an award to someone for, for their play, and I think you could made the case that he was the MVP of the game um, on the Niners side. Now, if Jimmy G hits, hits Sanders there for the game-winning touchdown, he's probably going to win that award because he's going to throw him for, what, 250, 275, and he would have mm. completed 70% of his passes. Um, but Nick Bosa was a monster. He dominated that game from the very start. Uh, but yeah, Mitch was, like I said, 140 pass protecting snaps 
in the playoffs, only one pressure. Amazing. Well, what did they say? What did Mitchell say? What did the other guys on the, on the Chiefs offense say coming out of that one? Because it did, uh, like I said, you know, you looked at the game. I started talking about it legitimately in the past tense with about nine minutes to go. I, I yeah. said, I, I can't believe it. The defense has again won a Super Bowl against a high-end yeah. offense, and it was over with. And in the blink of an eye, it felt like, wait, so now they're losing this game. What <laughs> what did – was there a vibe? Did you talk to Mitchell or anyone else on the team after the game at, at, in the huddle with nine minutes to go about saying, we have ten points. We're the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. We have ten points in this game. We're just – we just can't match up with this front seven. Well, they, they explicitly said it, but I think with Mahomes, you know you always have a chance. It all took was one play, right, third and 15 mm – -hmm. I know people were talking about the, the Niners screwing that up. And, yeah, the, I guess Jimmy Ward did the wrong thing, but not that big of a deal. My question is, why are they in single high on third and 15? They should be in two high. They, and, they, by the way, their their defensive game plan was, look, we're going to rush the passer. We know the Chiefs don't really care about, about running the football. We're not going to allow big plays. They allowed that little leak play to Watkins. They allowed, obviously, the, the later pass to Watkins, which wasn't, I don't know, like an explosive play, but it wasn't really set up for that. And then, obviously, the, the play to Hill. And on that third and 15, they just didn't play back. They just move everyone back, let everything stay in front of you. Because if, if the Chiefs don't convert that, the game is over right mm -hmm. there. It is done. So you know with Pat Mahomes, you always have a chance. Even on that play, and I'm, I'm going to do this on my Twitter, I think, at some point, um, at Jeff Schwartz, is Pat Mahomes backed up to 14 yards on that play. That was amazing. Like He knew he needed to buy time with this offensive line for Tyreek to, to, to get open. So little things like that that he does that makes him a real special quarterback. And so... Um, there's never any fear with the Chiefs. I'm with you. I thought the game was done. I mean, Pat throws an interception, and the Niners are set up to run the football. They ran the football decently well. But then also, look, Chris Jones made a couple big plays, knocking balls down. Jimmy G missed Kittle. He missed Sanders. And that was the end of the game. It, it comes fast with the Chiefs. The points, they, everyone said it. It's true. They're, they're the Steph Curry Warriors, man. The points come so fast. Well, Jimmy G now comes out of this one getting, I mean, beaten up a little bit too much, in my opinion. Yeah. And Mahomes certainly would have been that, and that's kind of what we forecasted. And with nine minutes to go, I tweeted after he got that second pick, I tweeted out the curse of Sposta because you could start to feel like <laughs> he's feeling it now. This does yeah. not look like Patrick Mahomes, so even more credit to him. It's it, You know, Tom Brady, I always hold it up, Super Bowl 49, down 10 points in the fourth quarter to that Seahawks defense. That's his greatest deed. Forget 28-3. to three. The greatest deed was yeah. to rally against that Seahawks defense defense um in that spot but in the same way you, Mahomes had been crummy and certainly Mahomes must feel like man this is not my night this isn't going well to rally yourself before anybody else and and uh to put on the show he did in the last nine minutes was uh, I, I think was an all-timer it's funny because I feel like it's it's um you're not allowed to say that Pat didn't play well and he, he really didn't for three quarters I I thought from the early beginning he was worried about the pass rush too much. He missed some throws. He grounded a throw one time. And I thought to myself, that had to be tipped. And I watched the replay and I was like, no, you just really threw the ball on the ground. And so he just seemed a little bit off. Look, it's his first time playing the Super Bowl, obviously. They rely on him an awful lot on that offense. And the Niners defense did a really good job. But like I said, Pat is never concerned with the mistakes he made. He's always worried about looking forward, making the plays later in the game. And third and 15, he did it. Then he hit Watkins and that the Niners couldn't answer it all. And it was an um, impressive fourth quarter. I'm not even sure the Niners are worse than the Chiefs still. Like, I, I just think Pat Mahomes, and we talked about this mm -hmm. heading into this mm -hmm. week, is that Niners are the better team. Mahomes is the better quarterback. 
obviously in the end, the Chiefs won. But I also think that this goes to a larger picture about the playoffs in general, is that you need some breaks to happen to win the Super Bowl. Think about the Chiefs' breaks they got. Right, Week 17, they enter Week 17 as the three seed. They're going to have to play the Red Hot Titans, go to New England, and go to Baltimore. They're not getting out of that if, that's, if that situation is – I complete. I mean, I've covered exactly that. And by the way, on the NFC side of things, if the Seahawks convert from the one in yeah. Seattle and San Francisco is the five seed, the Saints yep. likely go to the – if you, if you do the math yes. on it. And I do think that the Chiefs in Charm City where it was really cold for what would have been uh, the yeah. title game in, in Baltimore, I don't think they would have won that one too. I think you would have had the Ravens Saints if a couple plays go differently back yeah. in week 17. Exactly. And then you get down 24 nothing to a really bad Texans team, and obviously you came back. Then the Titans come into town who, look, as hot as they were, they were the sixth seed, right? They were not a good football team. I know they were playing well at the time, but the Chiefs obviously should have beat them. And then in the Niners game, you had, I think, calls go your way. You had three fumbles, none recovered by the Niners. The one that Bosa hit out should have been recovered by the Niners. You, know, I think the OPI call was very questionable on Kittle. I think I thought that was a, a – That was a, a lousy call. That was a lousy call. So you had some things go your way. Jimmy G missed an open wide receiver that would have won him the game probably. Do you feel he like missed. from your professional uh, POV, was that a choke? David Carr called, and he didn't say it was a choke, but he said that was the uh, pressure of the moment. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think it was a choke because that requires almost the other team to not do very much, and you just No, I mean game. that throw. I mean that he that that he oh, has Emmanuel throw? Sanders with the Super Bowl essentially on uh, the line, and he sails it by 10 yards. I don't know if I think choke's a strong. I, I don't want to use choke, but it, I mean, was it was it, was it the moment that was too much? Uh, I don't think so. I think I don't think I think he was trying to put Aaron on the ball and just did it too far. Off. Look, one throw to me is not a choke job. If this happens multiple times in his career, then sure. But he's hit that throw at times this year too, which is sad because in the biggest moment of the year he couldn't do it. I thought he played for the most part pretty well, and uh, because you have to assume that he's going to throw two to four passes over the course of sixty minutes that are almost picks. That's what you do with Jimmy. I mean, that's what Jimmy G kind of does. Yeah. Um, and Mahomes was mostly not great, but he was uh, he was great when it mattered. So now let's talk about the Chiefs because this season is now over. The celebration, the parade, all that stuff. Um, I do want to hear about the parade, but let's talk about uh, 2020 and beyond. And I yeah. know so I saw you on social media early yes. in the week agreeing with I don't know which writer. Uh, can we please just talk about 2020? Why can't we? Why do we have to talk about Dynasty? Because that's what, what sports fans do. What do you mean? Why? Why would we talk about anything? My job is to my job is to bring you a different point of view, one that doesn't overreact to things. And some of the talk is wild. Okay, I get Why? Saying, of any team, for real, this side of the yeah. Patriots, in the last, you know, five to ten, since the Seahawks didn't hand the ball off to Marshawn yeah. Lynch, there's no team that call. seems like, well, this team might repeat. Well, sure. I mean, look, I get it. They have a chance to do it. They're the favorite for next year. But the dynasty thing is interesting to me because if you look around the history of the NFL, there's obviously certain dynasties, right? The Steelers of the 70s, the, the Niners of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, and then the Patriots. The Patriots even had 10 years between their Super Bowls, right? So there's a lot of, it's a lot of time to win. I just think if you look at the at the, the, the competition in the AFC, it's really good. You look at what Mahomes is going to get paid. Are they going to pay Chris Jones? What are they do with Sammy? People are saying Sammy Watkins is going to be gone. Mm -hmm. He was a big contributor in the Super Bowl and in the AFC Championship game. So what do you do with him? There's a lot of things around this team that we'll have to find out, right? And also, look, I'm telling you this right now. 
Tom Brady is going back to New England. They're going to be 12-4 and four next year. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl again next year. Their defense is built to stop the Chiefs. The only one in the NFL designed specifically to stop the Chiefs. So, look, obviously things went right for the Chiefs this year. That does not take away from what they did. They were great in the playoffs. Mahomes was fabulous. Williams, I think Williams had 11 touchdowns in the playoffs. They played great. My brother was fabulous. I think that the, the dynasty talk in general is, is just so premature. Let's let them like play a couple games of next year first. I get it. But listen, this is what is fun about watching sports. Spectator sports require some delusion. So this is the, of course, of course this is the extension <laughs> oh, of that kind what? of talk. Your Steelers are going to be good next year. Wow, well, we don't know. Average. We have no idea. We, well, I mean, it all comes down oh, stop, to seven. Stop with, stop, stop with this no idea stuff. You, I have no Steelers. idea what his elbow is going to be when they put it in the MRI thing. And if it's good, then then the Steelers should be good next year. And if, if they don't have Ben Roethlisberger, if Mason Rudolph yes. is their day one starter, then they're in some it's trouble. I hope his beard has just grown out all the way out for the whole year, just like down to here by, by training camp. Yeah, that's right. We haven't seen him. I don't know that he's made any public appearances since uh, since December, and he said he How's wasn't going to shave it. How's that possible to not be in the public limelight for three months as a quarterback in the NFL? It's a like, good what question. are you doing? I don't what are you know. doing? Just in a cabin with no power, no electricity? Spaghetti, dial him up. See if we can get Roethlisberger. That'd be uh, that'd be big news for us. I hear his old friend Antonio Brown's back doing interviews and now saying, "Does he he self interviewed Do I hate Big Ben? No. Do I love Big Ben? Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know what happened either. Eighty four. Um, so I so you talk Chris Jones and legitimately a you know goes out saying a significant piece for that defense yeah. um but it's see so how would you in broad strokes without the you know let's say sammy watkins does go how do you sustain what the chiefs have going is it as simple as saying add more speed there's more there are more yeah. dangerous guys in this draft go get that and try and and get a um you know i chris jones would be tough to replace but is that the the biggest need right now defensive line or to to, to I, you know a couple of things i would do uh one is that i try to improve your interior offensive line that's one of the problems we saw in the super bowl um, I would try to get a speedier linebacker, at least one of them, to, to kind of they just have a speed at linebacker. And then I think you cannot have enough great players in the secondary. Just continue to load up on the secondary. You, I, don't, I don't know if you need another fast guy on offense. I'm sure they'll draft someone that's very fast. That's what their offense is. But I feel like the offense is, is not the top priority. It's making sure that you get faster at linebacker, better in the back end of your defense. Obviously, if you lose Chris Jones, you got to find someone to, to rush from the interior. And then I think complacency, right? Complacency is an issue we see often with teams that win is that how do you repeat this, right? They're a very young team. I think only two guys in their offense are even at 30. I think it's my brother. And then maybe Eric Fisher's close. Otherwise they're a young group. And so how do you sustain the success each and every year is tough in the NFL. It's often why we see teams besides the Patriots, because they're the only, they're the outlier for all of this that win one year and don't get back the next year. It's hard to do it at, you know, each year. It's, there's a lot, a lot of factors involved, complacency, uh, injuries, and, and roster movement. So I think, I think that's part of this whole process as well. Well, f first of all, to your point about in the 21st century, which I think is what you were getting at when you mentioned yeah. the 70s Steelers, 80s Niners, uh, 60s Packers, and so on, the thing that's, that kind of tells that tale better than anything else in the age of free agency is look at 
as you know, Ed Bouchette, the uh, you know the Hall of Fame writer yeah. um, from Pittsburgh, points out that he hears anti-Steelers bias, as in we can't put Elsie Greenwood or Bill Nunn into the Hall. It's too much already, Pittsburgh. We can't put all the Steelers in from that era. And then I was looking at it uh, again the other day, and the Patriots are going to put Brady in, obviously. Randy Moss is in. I don't know how much you even really count him as a Patriot, per se. Um, Vinatieri will go in. His career's now split by, uh, by with uh, with the Colts. He spent as much time, I think more time, as a matter of fact, which is weird, Colts, in Indy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Belichick will obviously go. But, I mean, and Ty Law's in. But they're they're not the same. Right. It's not the same. And that speaks to free agency. And so there are going to be a lot of moving parts. That being said, though, if Andy Reid is sincere that he is having too much fun to walk away, let's say for even the next six years or so, yeah. half dozen or so years, reasonably, I know it's very easy, and people did this with Andrew Luck before he ever took a snap in the NFL. This young man's going to win multiple Super Bowls. Like, is he? Because they only give out the one Lombardi. I don't know how many they can, how many he can get. But yeah. now all of a sudden, to your point about Andy Reid looking so relieved after all this, got the monkey off his back and all that. Patrick Mahomes, monkey off your back as you're yeah. set in your second year as a starter. Isn't it fair to assume that it's I mean, he's not I, it feels like the Dan Marino stink is now off of him forever. Yeah. You know, it, that's not going to plague him in any way. Doesn't that well, as best as you can assess it, yeah. doesn't that liberate him now to now not like because I think if you get to yeah. January and you're Kirk Cousins or you're Dan Marino, for that matter, yeah. And you start to feel like, man, how many more cracks of this am I going to get? Patrick Mahomes should be better because yeah. of this success, right? Just well, meant that emotionally, I mean. Yeah. And I think Andy Reid will be a more aggressive coach. I, if you had told me that Andy Reid was was going to be more aggressive on Sunday than Shanahan, I'd have called you a liar. Hmm. I, mean, like, I just, I never would have expected that to be. But obviously, with Mahomes, he feels more aggressive. I think if you look at, you said six years. I think in six years, it's reasonable to expect one or two Super Bowl appearances and obviously maybe winning that one game, right? I mean, look at look at history of the NFL. You, you, you're a historian. You know all this. How many quarterbacks have won more than two Super Bowls? I think it's like four, right? More than more than two or more than one? Yeah. One more than two Super Bowls. Well, who like would not, be, not, so it's, it's like Brady, Montana, Montana um, Bradshaw. Bradshaw, and... It, uh, and Aikman, right. Oh, did you, you say Aikman? I'm sorry. You did yeah, say that before, before I did. I right. Four, that's it. So that's it. I mean, even the, even have one two is is a low list as well. So, and I know that Mahomes has talented to win many of them. I think the total I saw was like you know some people have said three and a half. Um, that, hmm. I feel like the under is like under three and a half. I mean, that's a lot of Super Bowls to win. Obviously, extremely talented can get there each and every year. But look, the AFC Lamar Jackson is not going away. I, I've not been high on them, but. Look at who's turned the corner where he started in August to February of 2020. Now, Lamar Jackson, not going anywhere. He's, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're they are. Yep. That um, I'm now, I was the opposite of you. I said that this Lamar Jackson offense would thrive for one year, but they are going to, they're, they're going to be victims of their own success. More and more teams are going to try and involve at least not pack. This, not, not this, not, not this year. I think, I think as event as they, as pieces leave, and you know Greg Roman leaves eventually. I think Yanda's retiring. Like there'll be pieces moving around. It won't be as good. I think for one more year, because just just remember, you, you have to 
have a certain defense to stop them. That's I don't a, think people, but you also have to have a certain defense to have that offense work for you. Right. Correct, you cannot correct. you cannot do, you know, what happened against the Titans is what you will happen to them more next year. Right. And, and and I think also what's very telling, we'll see how the Patriots they have a lot of pieces to move on their defense this year, is how they build their defense again. Their defense is built to stop Kansas City. And if they try to bring in pieces to, to stop Baltimore, we'll see how serious Bill Belichick thinks this could be in the future. So there's just you know, there's, there's good pieces in the AFC. So look, again, the Chiefs are the favorite for next year, as they should be. But even their division, I think Drew Locke actually might be sort of good eventually. I don't what do you think? Pretty well. I, I think that you, there are going to be there's going to be a lot of buzz. We ha, we obviously have to see how the roster looks post free agency and draft. But yes, I you're already hearing a lot of buzz about the 2020 Denver Broncos, and I that that makes some sense to me. Um, I think also that, and this is je, just having talked with David Carr, he's very hip on these Raiders. He he says that oh, uh, shocking. I, I well, I know, but but listen. I mean, if it's Derek or otherwise, you know, what if they get uh, Superman? You know, what if it's Cam Newton next year? I'm sure, he's, I'm sure that they, he will not pick them to win the Super Bowl then. No, no. Well, actually, uh, full disclosure, I assume you already heard it, uh, the, the episode earlier in this week, but he predicted Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders for the AFC title game next year. <laughs> I'll get yours in a look, sec. You la- look at how you laugh. I remember that laugh, Spaghetti, too. I don't know if he, because if that happens. I'm a Chiefs fan, obviously. There we go. Chiefs fan, right? There, you go, there, yeah. oh, oh, there we go. Okay. I'm not crazy, though, of a Chiefs fan. I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year before the season started. Like, I'm not, I don't have to be a homer. My job's not to be, I don't get paid by the Chiefs to be a homer. So I'm not picking the, the Chiefs at the Raiders for the AFC Championship game. What is that garbage? Well, I listen. I uh, he feels optimistic about what the Raiders are going to do in 2020. That's fine. That's it. You know, that's his opinion. I feel like, I feel like by March 7th, when they have a new quarterback, they're not going to feel the same way. Do you really feel that that's where the, this thing's tracking? I don't think. I just have never felt that Gruden has been all in on Carr. And even look at Hard Knocks. It was like cringeworthy watching them interact. Just did not seem like they had a much, much synergy at all. He played well this year, um, but I just. I feel like Gruden has always wanted to move off, move off of him. I don't know who that will be. Will it be Herbert or will it be Tua? Or I do not think Tom Brady is going there. But Gruden so doesn't be- love Gruden. It does sort of track that Gruden wants a vet at minimum. It's not like he's going to build around a rook. And Even though I was told he loved Kyler Murray. And if, if he Kyler Murray was not drafted by Arizona, he was going to take him at four. Hmm. Well, that would have made sense because then he could have had him with Derek for, you know, uh, four games, eight games, something like that yeah. um, before turning things over to Kyler Murray. Um, but back to Patrick Mahomes, one more question that I've been asking several people, and now I turn it to you. 12 years, 15 years from now, do we say Patrick Mahomes, the greatest of all time? Oh, boy. You're doing this to me. Even even after I shoved the I don't care if you don't like it because that's how you talk on, on shows that are about sports. This is what people talk about. Um, I would, <laughs> I guess, no is the easiest answer. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, uh, who's number one? Brady, Montana? I mean, it, it is the thing that's intriguing still to this day and not to perpetuate. Now, it is getting a little bit hot takey, but there are there is a distinction to be made between Brady and versus let's say Patrick Mahomes that I mean nobody looks at Tom Brady nobody watches Brady play even his best game and says well let's see that's that's the best guy I've ever seen play the position 
right? I mean, you don't. You, that's not well, the yeah, vibe you get. Well, I, I, there's not like that wow of physical talent from Tom Brady. I think the wow of it is just the offense just keeps moving, right? I mean, with Mahomes, there's physical like wow. Look at that. Like, drop back 14 yards and throw the ball 50 in the air to Tyreek Hill. Brady doesn't make plays like that, right? It's all about the rhythm of 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 the play, and he's getting the ball out on time. So yeah, the physical gifts. There's not many like him, right? Rogers, Favre, um, you know, there's just not many guys have the physical gifts of Mahomes. So I mean, physically talented wise, yeah, he's one of the best ever already. I think. Yeah, um, and uh, you want to give us your final four for next year, then, since David Carr provided oh. us with his. Also, by the way, Mahomes, great beer chugger. Did not see that coming. Really? From yes. Oh, I missed great. that entirely. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I guess he went to Lubbock, so um, that's his roots. But, yeah, he caught a beer from the stands and, and then just pounded it right away. Very, 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 very – I did not see them. Okay. Quarterback so, of the people. I like it. Yeah, we'll go We'll go. Patriots-Chiefs in the AFC. Go back to Old Faithful. And let's go Eagles in the NFC. And let's go with um, – ooh. I'm not, I can't throw the Niners in there. I'm not ready for that. No, um, no, they gotta be. See, this is what everybody does. Let's they, go Eagles. Let's go Eagles. And uh, I think I don't trust the Saints anymore either. No way. Uh, Drew Brees Eagles. is retiring. David Carr about, told us Drew Brees is hanging it up. How about, how about Eagles Seahawks? Okay, Seahawks makes some sense there. See, you can't go Niners though. This is what everybody does when you ask people. It's like going to a grocery store right after you eat. People can't get what they just had. Well, I got it. I don't know how anybody's going to take care of that Niners defense next year. Oh, they're going to be great again. Man, Mahomes. Yeah, same Super Bowl as though that ha- as as though that's ever happened before. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, yeah, Eagle Eagles are going to be good. Eagles are going to be good. I think Cowboys will be good too. Give me Eagles. And give me the Seahawks. See, we look how look how neatly we turned the page. Twenty nineteen is over. Take that, Mitchell. <laughs> how about can we get uh, can we get Mitchell uh, Schwartz and Jeff Schwartz on for a very special episode of the Food Block? We haven't done a Food Block in too long. I know. What are we going to cover? Every time I eat icing, I think of the Food Block. I don't know. We'll get Ross Tucker in. You know, just cause we'll bring him in for it. Andy Reid has got to come on. We got to get Andy on the on the on the the food block. Now that would be very very special. I'll fly to anywhere. I'll I'll meet you in KC, Let's, Kansas City, should, Missouri, or Kansas, and we can we can. Uh, I, training camp tour. We go to Kansas City. We eat barbecue with Andy, and we do a big food block on the off day. I I mean that's it. That's I mean that that's it. I'll talk to you then. <laughs> I'll tell you one story about Andy before we get out of here. My. My first year in Kansas City, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a third tier free agent, right? Third wave free agent. So I you know I, I came in the air. We're working on in the spring. I don't really talk to Andy Reid. There's no reason to backup, you know, right guard. You know, really talking to the head coach. So we go to the airport for Memorial Weekend. I'm flying back to Charlotte. Maybe I was going to L.A. I forget where I was going. But in the in the terminal, Tammy Reid, Andy's wife, comes up to me and says, "Hey, Coach Reid's over here. Um, just want to let you know, you know, how you doing, blah blah." So I go over to talk to Coach. Mind you, we hadn't talked really at all. For 15 minutes, he talked to me about the times each barbecue place had the best burnt ends during the day. He's like, he's like, okay, backstaff 4 p.m. beautiful, gates 3 p.m. They're just you know like he just he gave a description of every single one. And then when he landed in Kansas City on Monday morning, he went to Q39 and had barbecue. Like he he talks about food. He legitimately eats 
all of Foodie Talks about. Maybe, you know, Maybe. that we should do a world, I mean, a, a tour of football America. I floated that, you know, I brought it back up about a month ago is the best single food item in each NFL town. Maybe we should, because yeah. I, well, Mike McCarthy, I saw him at the Super Bowl a decade ago. And uh, his security guards were trying to whisk him away from Damashek. And I said, Coach, because, uh, you know, he's a Pittsburgh guy, McCarthy. And I said, Coach, best kind of meat to get on your sandwich of Primanthes. And the security guards are like, sorry, sorry. And, and he shrugged them both off like uh, like Gary Busey at the end of Lethal Weapon. You know, <laughs> he, he like he did the overcoat that the cops had. him. He shrugged them off and he turned around and he said, Capicola. That was the greatest. Maybe we could visit with him. Work? Yeah, that was good. I go. I, I actually go pastrami, but still, I appreciated the. Uh, this is good too. Um, I would think. Oh, really? You've had the fish at Promantis. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we could catch up with McCarthy in Dallas. We could go down to Big D after and get his thoughts on Texas barbecue versus KC barbecue. You know, one. I have a food list of things I've never done before. I have three things on the list. One of them is I never really had like barbecue in Texas. I've had brisket, in, but I never like a, like a hearty, hearty barbecue meal in Texas. Like, you know, even it's like going to Salt Lake in Austin, right? Yeah, I that's great. That. Love it. I want to do some sort of lobster thing in Maine where I just eat lobster for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do like a crawfish boil in like the deep south. I, listen, I'd like to do all of those. I will say, and I've pointed this out many times before, and I'll point it out to you again now because I don't like to be a dupe. I don't like to be somebody who that uh, that there might be people out there laughing at me because I'm I'm a sucker. The thing with lobster is lobster is fine, but I will never order it in a high end restaurant and pay the prices that they ask me to. I'll I'll pay whatever you want for me for for a high end steak, you know, a really good steak. I'll do the lobster, though. Is it's good because they give you drawn butter, and you know what else is good with drawn butter? Everything else that you dip in it. <laughs> Everything's good with drawn butter. Why that lobster gets so much credit? Try your lobster without some drawn butter, then get back to me. Spaghetti, you went around um, the uh, the a couple of different towns in Texas. What was your reaction to barbecue there? I think brisket, like Austin brisket, is my favorite thing ever. Uh, I need to go back to Franklin, which is like the famous one, but I had it at what people call the second best uh, Austin barbecue place, and I had like a humongous tray. And the other, the beef ribs are right. Like the, um, uh, the there's like pork, but very few things of pork because they're more of a brisket uh, beef place. Yeah, they don't um, do swine so no, well not, down not in much, Texas. But huh? the, the brisket is is what stands out. You don't even need to put any sauce on it. Like I know KC's very like wet barbecue. You don't need that at all for. Uh, for Texas. And then you're in Carolina, Schwartz, and I like I like that uh, must I don't like the, the you shake your head at it. Look at that. You're, you're a not, local, man. You, you got to support the uh, brand, don't I, you? I'm not, a, I'm not a vinegar-based person. I don't eat vinegar-based foods. And the vinegar-based sauce here and the pulled pork. Pulled pork is my least favorite. I agree. Agree with that. Yes. I'll take I'll take a nice hot link over uh pulled pork yes. even. Yeah. Uh, like I'm a I'm I'm beef rib number one. Love a beef rib. Huh. Then pork ribs. Then I'll do brisket. Then probably the like some sort of sausage and then a burnt end. Well, you know what? Now let's do it now that we're talking, because we've kind of triangulated Carolina, Texas, KC. I go, I think my number one would be brisket. I think now it used to be the baby back, and that now slides to two in my barbecue rankings. And um, then, I, but the, the problem with the beef rib is inconsistency. 
And like you said about your brother Mitchell, you know, you got to show up. And the beef rib doesn't always show up, does it? Yeah, you, but you can't order everywhere, though. You have to make sure, like, if I'm in Kansas City, like, Jack Stack got a good old thick beef rib. Like, I know where to go get. Like, here in, here in Charlotte, I go to the store, I buy, like, the beef ribs are basically just, you know, like, cut off the back of, the, of, of, of like, the bone and ribeye, right? They're just, they're terrible. I'm not going to eat those. You got to get your beef rib at the right place. I see. All right. Um, short ribs are okay. I yeah. like a hot link. Don't miss oh, yeah. out on the hot link. You know, that people skip that. They think they don't need that. But that's good with your barbecue. And then in last place, we park our cars in the same garage. Pulled pork. Overrated. Yeah, just, I don't even get what it is. What's the point of it? It's just an easy way to eat pork in a, with some bread, I guess, with vinegar. Like, I don't like the vinegar base either. Um, it's funny, the barbecue, too, in different regions. So, like, in, in Carolina, you get macaroni with your barbecue. In Kansas City, you don't. And my wife was pretty upset the first time we got barbecue and she couldn't order the macaroni, but the cheesy corn, pretty good. Uh, baked potatoes, baked beans, big fan of baked beans. I don't see baked um, beans is too much. I, I, fi I find ba baked beans distract from the barbecue uh, because it's not it's exactly extension of barbecue. It's an extension of it. I feel like I see. I, I think that they don't. I think it it's trying to be a star when it, when it shouldn't now understand your role, you know, it's like being Demarcus Robinson. Like, why, why am I not getting uh, more targets in this game? Because you're Demarcus Robinson. You're not Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, man. Know your uh, role, Big Bean. That's me. Start calling him Big Bean next time oh, you see him. Well, last, um, last last rib comment, by the way. Why? Well, what I was going to say is, if you're because you're talking sides, you got to get. You know what? A lot of people don't forget to do fries. Fries are the ultimate sidecar well, with almost yeah. any meal. And if you get the fries and you let the the sauce get into them, now now you're cooking with gas. Right? Yeah. Fries are always good. Obviously, if, if it's cornbread, if you get some warm cornbread anywhere, always a plus. I've had lamb ribs before, and those are out of this world. Lamb Very ribs? Good. Oh yeah, I guess so. It's like a lamb chop, right? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, incredible. Spaghetti, did we Ooh. cover it all? Do we have anything else that we need to talk about with Schwartz here? We went from Super Bowl to parties to uh, predictions for next year to barbecue. Well, listen, Schwartz also toiled uh, a bit with the New York football giants. You have any questions you want to throw his way? Because he did very casually throw out Eagles and Cowboys. He made no mention of the other two in the always compelling NFC East. It is striking. Before you wrap it up, if you haven't, uh, we can have this conversation at any point in the next uh, six months, but um, may as well get to it while it's on the tip of my brain is what division to you, I know it's pre-free agency and everything, but right now seems like, man, I can't make sense of how that thing's going to turn out. For me, it is the NFC East. Well, I, I feel very confident the top is going to be good in the Eagles and Cowboys. I feel like that's one. Um, I think that the NFC South could be very interesting because if the, if the, if the Saints do lose Breeze, the Panthers are going to need a, a new quarterback. Do the Saints go – do the Saints – do some Lamar Jackson-ish kind of thing with Taysom Hill, or do you think they keep Teddy B and and, and go more conventional? I, I can't – look, Greg Roman has always run that offense, of some form of that offense for years now. Sean Payne has run a West Coast offense. I know they, they bring in the wrinkle every now and then of Taysom Hill, but I cannot see him just overhauling his entire offense at this point in his career to do the Lamar Jackson route. I, I can't see that happening. That So, and look, the Panthers need a quarterback – Matt Ryan, that defense sucks every year for some reason, even with the defensive coach. And is, is Jameis Winston, is he the guy in Tampa 
to to lead them. So I think that the South is is a very fascinating division in a bad um, way, though. Yeah, I mean that it, what you're basically getting. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be great. The one that could be high end across the board almost is the NFC North. I mean, if they keep, yes. let's say the Lions keep Stafford, and I know that it's unlikely, and Lions fans are heating me up for suggesting that Stafford is going to get dealt, but it does make sense to me, even with the thirty million dollar cap hit that they would have to take, if you give him away basically in exchange yeah. for uh, a high draft pick. So you can get, let's say Tua, you can yeah. absorb that massive right. hit because you're paying a rookie deal to the, to his replacement. Yeah. The North will be good. I think, I think the, the NFC West is going to be good again. Arizona's got, he's going to be better. The Rams yep. should be better than last year. The Niners are going to be good. They probably won't be back in the Super Bowl. And the Seahawks are always going to be good. I, I think the NFC West could have the, the number one seed again. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how, I think we're, the thing about People have said this for years. What happens in the NFL when Manning and Brady and Big Ben, all these quarterbacks leave? Guys, NFL's going to be fine. We're in a great spot right now. Young superstars everywhere, great teams everywhere. The level of competition is up. It's a great time to be an NFL fan. Well, to wrap it up there, then, I that's the point I keep making. I picked the Niners to win the game, um, but it's better for the NFL that the Chiefs won because if they now the story coming out of this one would be Kyle Shanahan and that mighty defense and Jimmy G did it and all that kind of stuff and it would have been great but um Mahomes now the story would be and people it would you people like you would be this is unfair what you're saying about the poor kid he's he's all the he's got all the talent in the world and they're going to be back and everything else except that the teams that lose typically in the 21st century don't get back the following year so then you would go mvp comes up short in the afc title game then loses the super bowl now you're into his fourth year and now all of a sudden you're like man you're kind of like a third of the way through your career now patrick mahomes without one now the the path is clear for him and he establishes as the 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 chiefs collective they establish now the um the yardstick for the league the Chiefs should win the Chiefs should yeah the way the AFC shapes up now I hear you about the Patriots completely and I think people have thrown dirt on them a little bit too soon I keep saying the one guy if I I bet you if Tom Brady could pick anybody who's reasonable as a get for them it's Hunter Henry. I think if you yes. dropped him into that sure. offense, if you and it makes all the sense. That's the kind of signing the Patriots would have. They won't have to pay what they otherwise would because of the injuries. But he'd be perfect for them. And then they'll then they will be right back. Except the X factor that people are not paying attention to. The Ravens are going to regress a little bit. The two teams to watch out for, where people got a little bit too hip on the Browns in 2019. The Browns are going to be better next year. Um, you shrug all you want. And the other one is the Buffalo Bills. I know you no. don't, you're not down on that. I know you don't like that one, but that's it. The Buffalo Bills are the 17 Jaguars, the 18 why? Bears. Because They're, why? Why am I wrong about that prediction? Because Josh Allen's not any good, and they played a, a very weak schedule this year. That's the Same that's, thing happened with Jacksonville, same thing happened with the Bears. It ain't happening. I'm telling you right now, they're not making the playoffs. All right, I let's let's figure let's make some sort of a burnt ends bet then. When we are sitting with Andy Reid, the loser has to has to buy. Well, we won't be able to determine that uh, in August. We'll figure that out. I th- listen. That's that's the team because that defense hasn't peaked yet, and the defense is going to be mighty. And then they have to. Uh, why, why do you shake your head? They're not going to win games next year by scoring twenty points every week on offense. But. 
isn't the solution there that they have an emerging runner who they weren't really using early in the season. And two, you smoke Brown isn't properly a number one pass catcher. If they can resolve that via free agency or otherwise, then they're ready to roll. History has shown it's very unlikely that a quarterback with two starting seasons that's under that's below average, below replacement, ever becomes a quality starter. The one. What guy, are you talking about? Below replacement. Josh Allen's below replacement because yes. because because he's inaccurate. A lot of guys are inaccurate and yet still studs in the according, NFL. According to the stats, the analytics, hmm. he's below replacement for the last two years. Like war, you know, like they have they have a war for football, mm-hmm. right? EVOA, below replacement for the last two years. The only guy is Alex Smith, who's done who's had that change uh, where he went from, you know, being below average in, in his career. This is like the last We need a years. good bet on this one because I'm telling you, Josh Allen is going to be better next year. He's not going to regress. Really lateral the ball running down the field in the fourth Oh, please. What's, 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 <laughs> that's a talk about, talk about uh, a narrow <laughs> example to throw out to, to damn the guy. Should have won that game, by the way. He did make the run that would have put them in the field goal position, and then they would have been on to Baltimore, they, I guess, right? Took, yeah, then they, they would have got two terrible sacks in a row trying to be trying to do hero ball. I mean, listen, I don't know how much you can indict the guy for those sacks. I, I watched the game, too. See, you know about most everything more than I do in football, except you're wrong about the QBs. Damashek is the QB whisperer. I oh. get, I, that's right. Go ahead. I, I see your your patronizing uh, what about, eyeballs. What about, can I can I raise you the Dolphins in the AFC East? No, but how could the Dolphins possibly be, uh, you like what like playoff contender kind like, of like bet, like better than Buffalo? Yeah, I'll take that any day. In twenty twenty, that they're going to be better than the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'll take yes. that. And I'm not just going off of because they made the playoffs this year. The team that to me, the other one that would be good is could be good as the jets why can't yeah, they why can't they now okay fine so they didn't so eric b enemy they couldn't interview him because he was in the midst of the playoff run why would they need to keep adam gase at this point with that with, with eric b enemy <laughs> sitting there right can't they just blow him out now and be like yeah listen this is weird you disparaged our our prize free agent signing as soon as he gets here um you you could why wouldn't they do something like that? Why? I mean, because the only thing really I feel like holding Jets fans back for being optimistic um, this offseason is Adam Gase. And that's a, a pretty yes. big roadblock. It's a fair it's a fair criticism of, of the organization. Um, yeah, I think I yeah, I, I'm with you with the Jets. I'm not all the bills. Oh, yikes. No. All right. It's, Marcus, it's, it's February 6th. Or you understand right that, they, but you understand too, that this draft is loaded with, with allegedly a ton of great wide receivers. That's exactly what they oh, need. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know that, you know, when we talk about these playoff teams, it's all about the wide receivers they have. It's, I mean, that's, you know, we talked about, I'm t- you're oh, talking wow. about not scoring 20 points over 16 regular season weeks. I agree. You don't, you don't need a stud wide receiver in the playoffs necessarily, but you do need them to get there. They can't score because their quarterback cannot throw the ball to guys who catch the football. Oh, that's silly. I mean, the the two examples are the guy who has played in your backyard for the last decade and Cam Newton and two-time Super Bowl champion Ben Roethlisberger, two guys not known for their lethal accuracy but have devastated the NFL more often than not. Those are And they're both are more accurate than Josh Allen. Okay, but they both 
and they both have gotten progressively more accurate over the course of their respective careers. Where's Cam? Also in year two, so he's been good for a long time. Where uh, last thing? Uh, where's Cam playing? Ooh, not only in Carolina. Um, good question. I, I is he a starter? I, I, definitely. I think if I think if LA um, wants to have a veteran, yes, wants to have a veteran instead of you know like to kind of mentor like a Justin Herbert, I could see the Chargers being a team that looks at him. What about what about you know the the Titans possibly is a team that we looked at as maybe you know I don't, they don't want to pay Ryan Tannehill, pay Cam Newton instead. Um, I, I can't imagine that though. I think they Tannehill. It would be it would be a little cuckoo to let him go. And try to get Cam in there. I, I, it's weird because as you look around, where exactly is are both sides going to be happy with? With um, where if you go to the Chargers, if you're Cam and you send and he goes to the Chargers, I do not get the vibe that he's going to be happy about Justin Herbert being drafted at six. Like, yeah, Cam, you're here, oh, no, he won't be. but Justin he Herbert, won't be. you're our guy. You know, in a year at the latest. There's no such. You always have talked about Patrick Mahomes learning at the knee for a full season. He is yeah. the lone guy who's ever done that in Correct. the 21st century. If you're the first, if you're a first round draft pick, you play in your rookie season. Except Rodgers. Yeah, that's it. And Rodgers. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. too. All right, that's enough. I see you looking at your phone. What a yes. another hi-hat, Spaghetti. You see Schwartz, he's looking at his phone while we're kibitzing. We're too- I never get text messages except when I'm doing something important. Oh, I didn't know it was a text message. What about, uh, uh, man, that's a, a fun game to play the uh, QB carousel. Dak Prescott, they're going to, at minimum, have to tag him. I, I... Oh, this is a good one. I, I'm not sure they really want to keep him at the price he wants to pay. Like, I feel like there's a very much a Redskins cousin situation happening and folding in front of our eyes again. But you think he gets tagged and plays in 2020 in Big I D, right? Think, I think, but I don't think they want to pay him what he wants. Otherwise, it would have been done already. Hmm. So this offseason, though, you do not see Dak moving. Because if he moved, I could, see, you know... And- then the, the Chargers make some sense. Is that, is that if Dak moves, who you bring in? So you drafting a quarterback or you signing Tom Brady? Tom Brady's not going to Dallas with, with McCarthy. So you drafting who you drafting? Jordan Love? No. So I think Dak will stay, but I don't think they want to pay him. Not what he wants. Well, yeah, because like most NFL teams, you would want a guy who is going to step in. Is there any chance of because you know Drew Brees maybe? What about Nick Foles? They have to move Nick Foles, don't they? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna pay him. I would, I would not do that. Cam to the Bears. I think they're gonna ride with Trubisky one more year. I think they kind of have to. The Steelers have no solution if it's not Roethlisberger. They can't unless they can get him to well, retire. I mean, I mean, you know, you used your first round pick on a safety. Congratulations. I, thank you. I don't. I'm not. I'm not unhappy that the Steelers traded to get Minka Fitzpatrick. What are you talking about? Plus, you use it to draft Justin Herbert. Plus, dude, we got Doc Hodges. We're all set at QB now. Yeah, there we go. We got, got Mason it. Rudolph and, and Doc Hodges, dude. Um, all right, the great Jeff Schwartz, everybody. Muzzle tub to the whole Schwartz family. Thank you. Um, and uh, glad it was uh, a tremendous time for you and Mitchell and everybody. Oh, is yeah. Mitchell? Do you think Mitchell, now that he is going to get a ring on his finger, he can let bygones be got bygones and, and, uh, and not be cross with me anymore for calling him Jeff Schwartz's brother? I think so. Now I can just flash that ring at you. I think he's good now. It might blind you. 
Well, good for him. Good for the Schwartz family. And good for you, the listener, because you just heard some great insights uh, from one of our favorites here on the DDFP. Now you know why the number 74 hangs for all of time in the digital uh, (laughs) wall of fame. You have anything you want to say before you go? Uh, you you raised a hungry. finger like you had something to say. All right, go eat. I'm very hungry now. I'm, All right, go, go go get yourself some beef ribs. Why don't you? There we go. There we go. Uh, uh, I can't do it. Right there. There you okay. go. There it is. Right. Pretty close. Uh, good stuff. And make sure you check right. out Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you on the Athletic. One free one. One for subscribers only. Each and every week, except for yes. like the next week or so. But then you're back, yes. right? I. I I did one this week, but yes. Oh, you did one. Okay, check it out, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Till then, thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.